it's so good to be here uh, back in Africa. And um, you have to travel a long way to experience worship like you did this morning. Uh, they have some of the top, top musicians in America. And they're so skilled, but if I can just indulge myself in Red Point, that's good worship. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you, Merv. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Tula. Uh, Christ exalting worship. I felt the ceiling was starting to lift a bit. I thought we're going to have leaks when the rain comes. The, the ceiling wanted to go up. It's a great joy to be with you. It's so good to have the South City guys. Uh, bless you for coming. Um, and uh, gee, what a, what a wonderful worship set. Amen. And um, so I'm a little bit jet lagged, but I'm good. <laughs> and um, I want to speak to you out of Genesis 12. Maybe let me just say, um, in America, you know, we go to the States. We're a little bit out of sorts there. A lot of our friends have moved on. We're in a new community of people. People are telling Ingrid this morning don't know us. Before, in the NCMI world, we were quite well known. We were sort of celebrated. Now you're meeting people that don't even know you. They say, who are you? Where are you from? Um, you know, what do you do? And uh, we are approaching people. Hello, it's Nick and Cutty. Uh, we'd like to have a lunch with you. No, we can't. We're busy. And so it's just so good for us to be humbled, as it were, into that space. Uh, what can Africans do in, in America? A massive amount. In fact, Tula went to um, spend how many months? Three months, Tools, in uh, Camarillo. And uh, so that whole team met with me and they, at a lunch, and they said, with Cutty and I, and they just said, how have you done it? I said, what? They said, how, how have you guys done? How come Tula is such an amazing guy? I said, well, Tula's an exception. I mean, like, like hold on, you know, Tula's is, and they said he was such a blessing. They, they just raved for so long, and they asked, and they said, how, how do you pray like that? How do you worship like that? And so, if I can say this, America and Los Angeles and California, where we are, celebrity, style, some guys will spend 10 hours getting one page, um, the hermeneutics, the homiletics, the the word uh, construction when they worship, it's like almost celebrity where it's got to be technically perfect. And I'm thinking, can we exalt Jesus, you know? Can some broken voices, a couple of guitars out of tune, can we have hearts that are consecrated rather than, and that's what we bring to the States. We bring a sense of humility yet passion for God. And so they're tools, they, they, they just loved you. Um, here's a man brought up in this church. His mom brought him to church, Maud, and here he is a blessing to the nations. Of course, they want him back, and I said, hands off. And um, so we bring many things. We spoke about marriage. We spoke about um, serving God. So thanks for releasing us. Very humbling process. It's good to be here. It's good to be back in Africa. Struggle with the power, but we'll get there, hey? I'd love for God to come and bless us this morning. You might say, Nick, you know, I don't really deserve God's blessing. You might be like a prodigal, or you might be like the older brother, God better bless me. <laughs> and um, I, would, I would just ask this, this morning, Lord, that you would come and bless us, that you would come and fall upon us. We are not a people that can say we deserve or we are meritorious, but we are simply a people that have understood your grace. We've tapped into it, and I ask you to come by your spirit and bless us this morning. So we're in a series in Genesis, 
And I've got Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 9. So won't you turn there? Thank you so much for coming and um, being here. Genesis 1 to 11 is about 2,000 years of history. Genesis 1 to 11 is about 2,000 years of history. And uh, it's, it's creation, God's mandate, the flood, the table of nations, big sweeping um, swaths of history that happened there. And um, then in Genesis 12, it's like everything zooms down to this couple. It's like creation, the fall, um, the flood, Tower of Babel, um, Table of Nations, huge stuff. Then suddenly, for the next 40 chapters, 39 chapters will be about Abraham and Sarah, their boy Isaac, their boy Jacob, and the 12 others. There'll be 40 chapters, about 350-odd years, depending on which historian is speaking, of the story of a family. Isn't that amazing? So God suddenly shows us mysterious. I'm thinking, Lord, can you tell us about cosmology? Can you tell us about the origin of the species? Can you tell us about the weather patterns? You know, you just like, you know, just 11 little short chapters on some of the big questions. And he says, no, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to talk to you about a couple, about a, 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 an Iraqi couple, if you will, from Mesopotamia or Haran, depends what your history books tell you. I'm going to hone in on them. And God shows us that he invests himself in a couple. They happen to be barren. They happen to be moon worshippers, okay? And you think he, he, puts, he invests himself in one couple. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? He, is, he doesn't have plan B. It's as if he goes, sorry for the very bad analogy, but he, like, he goes to the casino and he puts all his money on one number. Number? Seven. <laughs> he doesn't have options. He just takes one couple, and with this couple, all he wants, all he needs from them is faith and obedience. He's going to speak. All he wants from them is, do you believe me, and will you obey me? That's the, that's the summary of this whole story of Genesis, which is true of our lives. Will you believe me, and will you obey me? You can summarize your faith in those two words. And so... He goes into great detail about this couple. It's intimate. It's personal. Um, you know their stories, their struggle, their victories. She is barren. Well, they are barren, which means they are, especially where they come from, a moon-worshipping people. Barrenness means that you are disgraced, you are cursed, you are unfortunate. You don't have fortune. Uh, you are forgotten. You are rejected or you're afflicted. They come from the earth of the Chaldeans, or, or Chaldeans. It's a, it's a place in um, kind of in the Middle East that's full of moon worship. There's polytheism, which means they worship many gods. There's ch child sacrifice. There's a lot of bad stuff happening, but he visits this couple. He's interested in your biography. He's interested in my biography. In fact, what I did this morning is I pulled out, this is our family history. We have a family history. It starts in, in 1743. This is the, my maternal, my mother's side history. And you're going to have all the pictures and, and all the stuff. I wish you could see it. And one guy's called Francois. So I said, Francois, you and I, we're from France. And there's a Francois, one of my first forefathers. So this is our family 
history? Do you think God is interested in your family history? Well, he certainly is interested in the family history of Abraham and Sarah. And so he wants to bless that family. He wants that family to prosper. The devil wants your, you and your family to be cursed. God wants to bless you. He wants to, he wants to give you promises. Satan wants to destroy you. We know from history that our family, if they worship God, if they follow God, if they prayed for us, we'd live under a cascading legacy of blessing. It could be that you got, you got blessed with acumen or brains or, or, or worship. Satan will try and bring divorce, alcoholism, um, drug abuse, murder, uh, acrimony, hatred, criticism, and God wants to bless you. So what he does is he says, I'm not going to get into the detail about um, the earth. I'm going to talk to you about a couple and a family. And what's amazing is he takes a broken couple. He takes us. <laughs> he takes Ek and Jay. How, how does the story apply to us? Well, Abraham and Sarah, it says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 7, understand then that those who believe are children of Abraham. So I want to position myself. Thank you for this family. All wonderful. But I have now positioned myself as the son of Abraham. Amen. So, so it says that those who believe are children of Abraham. So you, even this morning, if you have seen brokenness in your family, you're constantly in fact, somebody was saying to us recently, no, 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 there's something very wrong with this family. It's like hectic. There's just always a problem. Now, in my mind, I'm saying, come out. If that's in my family. And so I said, Lord, bring me out. Our family is stuck with materialism. Everything is about materialism. This family, bless them. I hope they're not watching. You are, you are top of the pops. If you have wealth, I'm saying, yeah, I understand wealth. In fact, I feel that I have wealth. But I, I want the true wealth, amen? I want the, I want the eternal wealth. Because I tell you what, uh, like somebody said, uh, I mean, Chris did his, his ex-boss's sister-in-law's wedding. Memorial. 62, cancer. How long? Three, four weeks. Gone. It's over. We leave everything behind, all our preaching platforms, all our money, all our accolades, and we stand before the one whom we should fall down as, and, and like John did. Actually, his name is Jesus. I want the blessing of Abraham. Do you want it this morning? It's yours if you want it, but you would have to perhaps position yourself to get it a little bit. And so it talks about Romans 4, to walk in the footsteps of the faith of our father Abraham. The Paul writing to the Romans, he says, Abraham is our father. If you're in Jesus, Abraham is one that you can emulate and copy. So there's their family line. There's their story. Uh, all these notes here. Um, he's mentioned about 218 times in the Scripture. In all the Gospel, in Acts, and Romans, and Galatians, and Hebrews, he's, the, he's called God's friend. Was Abraham a good guy? The theologians say he wasn't a good man. Um, Joshua 24.2 says, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Long ago your forefathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the river and worshipped other gods. Abraham and his father and his uncles were worshippers of foreign 
um, gods. They were not believers in Yahweh. They were caught up in paganism, amen? And if you want to go and dig into the story, there's some hectic stuff that happened there. And so they weren't good guys. He had nothing to offer God, but God calls him. So what I'm saying is the entire movement of Scripture or the theme of Scripture is God always moving towards us. If you're saved this morning, you would know, like me, that God moved towards me in the late 70s. People began to phone, say, Nick, uh, God, is, God wants to meet with you. And I think, I don't want to. And you, you, he begins to move and he begins to call you. And then you reject him. But he comes all the time. Now he's come to a moon worshiper. His name is Abraham and he's barren. So let's go to Genesis 12. One, the Lord had said to Abraham. Can you underline the word had? The Lord had said. I don't know what the ESV says. Well, what does that mean? Leave your country and your people and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. So if you read Genesis 11.31, um, go there quickly, it says, Terah took his son Abraham, his grandson Lot, and his son Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarah, the wife of his son Abraham and daughter, and they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans. Can you just put the map up? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't show, sorry. Um, I don't know if the guys can get a map of, of uh, Abraham's journey quickly and just put it on. I've, I've got us on my email, but it's just you can see the route of Ur of the Chaldeans. And they set up from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. So it appears as if the call to Abraham had come earlier. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Just quickly for the studious among us and maybe all the life group leaders that will teach this. And I'm not, it's not a major point, but I just thought I would share it with you because we don't often speak about what Stephen said in Acts chapter 7, verse 2. Then he replied, brothers and fathers. Now this is Stephen speaking to the Jews. He's about to be stoned. Listen to me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham while he was still in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, leave your country and your people and go to the land I will show you. So it appears as if God calls Abraham. He's, that's still alive. His brothers are with him. He's, he's got a barren wife. He has no kids. And they don't go across to Canaan, where God has called them, but they go up from Ur of the Chaldeans up to a place called Haran, and they spend, I think, 70 years there. And then Abraham's father dies, and then you have Genesis chapter 12, and down he begins to go. So this is the story. Let's say there's a second call. Let's say he went, and his dad said, okay, I'll come with you, but they stop halfway. The question is this morning, is there anywhere where on your journey that you feel that God has called you, but you got stuck in peanut butter? You're just like, ah, oh, stuff, job, depression, leadership problems, wife driving me nuts, husband won't lead, no money, stuff, peanut butter. I was so excited about Jesus, but now like, I can hardly lift my hands. I don't, I, you know why I lift my hands? Because he is worthy of praise. Am I worthy to praise him? Only because of Jesus. But he is worthy of praise. This body needs to be, I need to tell this body, you will lift your hands in worship. Because the barriers and the, and the accusations of the devil and the, all the stuff, pew, 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 don't lift your hands. I will praise my God. Amen. Leave your country, people, father's household. And go to the land I will show you, past tense. We've been through that. 
middle-aged, prosperous guy, thoroughly pagan. God says, I want you to go on a journey. If you're a Christian, you're a pilgrim, amen? Christians are not settlers. In America, mega church is the big thing. If you said mega church to Jesus or Paul, I think they would say, what? You're measured by the size of your church. We should be measured by the extent of our obedience. We are a pilgrim people. Blessed is he who sets his heart on pilgrimage. I don't want to go to America, if I can be honest. I said to the elders, please pray. And eventually, eventually, I waited and I waited. And Cutty said we should go. And I said, I'm struggling to go. They don't need us there. And then I found faith. And then Cutty said, should we go? <laughs> now, once I found faith, Okay, let's go. Let's be a blessing, amen? Um, we're a pilgrim people. Let's go to Lesotho. Let's go to the hospital. Let's go to St. Mary's Hospital. Let's go and visit somebody. Let's take a meal. Let's, let's be a, a mobile people. Consumerism in the church is a foreign thing, amen? So we are a going, blessing people. Where are we going to, Abraham? He was starting a new story. Can you imagine? You want us just to go down to Canaan? That Canaan is, the, is where um, pagan people live. That paganism is where the, the, the sons of Ham that was cursed, they, they're dangerous people. Leave this land. Leave your father's household. Leave your relatives. Sometimes what happens is people make a claim on you. If I can speak vulnerably, even I think we've suffered some of the pain, even with Cutty's... Family, sometimes we're never available. We're not available for lunches and parties. We are, but we're not. And sometimes God says, come, follow me. You see, in order to live into the full blessing of God, I simply have to position myself. Where is that? Where is that, Lord? Where do you want me? But Lord, will you bless me here? He says, now, Abraham, come here. And that's where your true blessing will be. And so the story of redemption starts with this broken man who's got a limp, who's a moon worshiper. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I'll make your name great. You'll be a blessing. And he, he gives them all these promises that are amazing. Consider Abraham. He believed God, Galatians chapter 3, and it was credited to him as righteousness. One of the most important things is to believe the word of God. Sometimes I struggle with heaven. Can I just be honest? I've, I, buried my, I was there when my grandmother died. I, Closed the eyes, I closed my dad's eyes, I closed my mom's eyes. I was there when Cutty's mom died. Amazing privilege. You think, Lord, it just seems to end. It just seems to end. Are you sure there's a heaven? Believe in heaven. Believe there's eternal life. A vulnerable story for me is when they buried my mom next to my dad. When they, when they dug the hole, they, they, they disturbed my, my dad's uh, coffin and it was quite scary it's something that haunts me these guys just dug a hole and, and they put my mom there but they, they disturbed and I, I could see his, part of his remains and I just thought oh, is there heaven God I want to believe that there's a heaven I stake everything on the fact that there is a heaven I stake all my existence on the fact that there's a heaven I believe Lord help me in my unbelief let's look at it here comes the first promise. God is a God of promises, okay? He wants, to, he wants to give you promises. When you get a promise and you believe, you receive the blessing. So here's the first promise. I will make you into a great nation. What does that mean? 
Well, a great nation is a holy nation. A great nation is a nation that worships God. Israel, the idea that I'll make into a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, was that you would, of all the nations, you would be a holy, a beautiful, worshiping, godly nation. And so I will make into a great nation. We, the church, are God's holy nation. One of the cries that I have is God make me into a more holy person where I, my, my mind is, is holy. I don't have rubbish in my mind and, and thoughts. And I think, where did that come from? That I can lift, I can, I can worship you because you have works in me. So, so I will make you into a great nation. You're a chosen people. That you may declare the praises. This is 1 Peter 2.9. That you may declare the praises of him who called you. You see, we are a great nation, a great people, the church of Jesus. In America, we met pastor after pastor whose churches have up to halved. The church that we went to in Ventura, I think 60% left. Just gone. Just disappeared. That community, the people that God gathered, the stones, the living stones, the family of God. They just disappeared. And actually, the pastors are in shock in America. Terry Fouché, more than half his church has left Pasadena. The pastors are in shock. There's 1,700 pastors leaving the pastorate monthly. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for tithing. Thank you for worshiping. Thank you for praying. Thank you for worshiping. Thank you for coming from South City, guys, today. Alex and Debbie. Alex and Debbie, where are you? Please stand. These two giants lead the youth of all these people you saw there. Thank you for coming. Thank you for caring for young people. Thank you for living under Abraham's blessing. So nice to meet you. Maybe you can pray for us that we'll have a youth like yours one day. Is that good, Mikey? Michael, where are you? How are you, Michael? Is your knee better? Getting there. Maybe somebody, if you've got a, a gift of healing, Mike's had a very tough two weeks. Maybe if you've got a gift of healing, can you go and lay hands on Michael? Can you be a blessing? Or just a digression. I'll make you a great nation. You see, if I'm a great nation, I praise God. If, if I can just love on you this morning, um, won't you praise God with us? You know, you know this country that's, to me, the most unbelievable country, South Africa. I'm very jealous for Africa. I smell it when I get back here. Sometimes it's a weird smell, but, <laughs> but there's a smell of Africa. California, Malibu, give me Africa. God may move us anyway. I got that. But, but you know how this nation will be healed? By declaring the praises of God. In, in one instant, God can sort out the rubbish. Um, won't, you, won't you declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness? Second promise. First promise, I'll make you a great nation. Second promise, I will bless you. What does that mean? I will bless you. Abraham! Yeah. Who's that? That's God. Doesn't even know God. I will bless you. Ask God to bless you. You know, one of the things that I've just, I love the personal nature of our God. Ask God to bless you. I wrote down some things. What would you like? You, you might say, I'd like the Abrahamic blessing. Can you pray with me? So you go to some guy and you say, um, 
Nick or Daniel or whoever's there, Sarah, can you pray with me? Yes, what would you like? I'd like the Abrahamic blessing. I want God to bless me. Do you know what the Abrahamic blessing is? What would you like, God? I wrote some things down for me. Your presence, Lord. I, I want to ask you to bless me with your presence. I want to ask you, you to bless me with your peace, your shalom. I am anxious. I realize how anxious I am because I've got jet lag and I can't sleep. And the slightest thing starts to worry. <laughs> worry, 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 worry. Lord, give me your peace, your shalom. Lord, I need some more of your love. I, 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 I get angry with people. Not me, not necessarily, but maybe you. I'm angry. I'm tense. I'm combative. There's no, there's no love inside of me. What's your, maybe you, you want the fruit of the Spirit. Ask God, Lord, bless me with the fruit of the Spirit. People, the charismatic said, are you full of the Spirit? Do you speak in other tongues? No, if you're full of the Spirit, you may speak in tongues. Not everybody speaks in tongues. I would encourage you to speak in tongues. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Give me the other ones. I, I want to be blessed with the knowledge of Jesus. Uh, my daughter was telling me she heard a guy preach on the, on, the cruc- on the crucifixion last week. She cried through the whole service. I thought, gee, that, uh, I want to hear that preach. Bless me with the knowledge of who Jesus is. Keep me, God. I feel like Satan has got the better of me. I've just, just wrote these things down. What's, bless me. I feel that Satan's got me. He's, he's got a hook in me. He, you know, you know the, the devil, he's, 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 he's around, but we, we don't talk about him much. The devil tries to hook you. And suddenly you feel, I'm, I'm, I'm caught. I'm, I'm, I feel caught. To keep me, break bad habits, break the sinful patterns in my life. Lord, bless me with your spiritual disciplines. Bless me with a spouse. If you ask God to bless you with a spouse, let him prepare you for that spouse. If you say, God, bless me with a spouse, and you start kissing that boy and that girl and that next boy, you're messing around with God. You're messing around. If you're bouncing off, off the other sex because you've got... No, ask God to give you a spouse and say, okay, God, I'm yours. Tie me up. <laughs> just, just trust him. Sorry. Young, so many beautiful young people. So important who you marry. I thank God when I threw that letter out the train on the way to the army, I said, Lord, I no longer will mess around with your daughters. I'm messing them around. I'm hurting them. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a liability to your kingdom. Please, I ask you to find me a wife, and I'll just look at the ground. And the day came when the Lord says, there she is. Only took five years. She's been waiting <laughs> She's been waiting 2,000 years, but I can't wait five years because I want to kiss another girl. No. And then the day came. That's her. Wow. You didn't tell her. It took a little while, but eventually. (laughs) I want to bring your salvation. I want to learn how to preach, God. That's for me. Lord, help me to bless this company. Give Give me business acumen. Give me Abraham's blessing. Cattle and... I want to be a blessing to this business. I want to be able to sit with young people and say, maybe I can counsel you. What, what do you want to be blessed with? Third promise, I will make your name great. What does that mean? Remember they try to make their name great? Well, the tower to heaven, we'll make a name for ourselves, which means when he says, I will make your name great. What does that mean? So, <laughs> these are just the blessings of Abraham. 
You see, actually, Abraham is a forerunner to Jesus. So they will put my name on the Israelites. Isn't that amazing? In Numbers 6.26. And so God puts his name on the Israelites. So they will put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. Abraham is the God of the Jews. He's the God of the Christians. He's the God of if, um, if, if Ibrahim. He's the God of the Muslims. <laughs> he, sorry, do I say the God? The Father. And Abraham is the father of the Jews, the father of the Christians, and the father of the Muslims. Isn't that amazing? Go figure. <laughs> but he's a man of faith. That's why he's a great man. He's mentioned 218 times in the Scripture because he has spiritual influence because of his faith. Was he a celebrity? He had no one around him through whom he could be a celebrity. He was a man that walked alone in the desert. He was a man that called upon. He didn't. He was a man that through whom the blessings of God came to all nations because he believed God. And so to make your name great simply means I'm one who walks with God. Is that right? You want Abraham as your father. Jesus himself said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God said, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He made his name great. Fourth promise, you will be a blessing. What? How can I be a blessing? I don't have a child. You're promising me big things, but I don't have a child. You will be a blessing. Lord, I don't fit into church. This lady came to us on Sunday nights. We were, I was preaching, and I spoke about getting into the center, and she said, the problem with me is I, when I get into the center, I don't know what to do. She said, I get into the center of the church, but I don't know what to do. And I said to her, God will work it out for you. Just get into the middle, and God will work it out to you for you. You will be a blessing. Whatever he did, wherever he went, whoever he encountered, there was blessings. Be a blessing or a fountain. It's interesting, actually, we got to America, and one of the things that Cutty did, she said, okay, I'll make you rusks. So there she is, a bit jet-lagged, making rusks. I said, Cutty, what do you do? She says, no, Chris and Meryl love my rusks, so she's making rusks. Then the next day, she was upstairs, and, she, and Meryl said to her, would you just help me, Cutty, to rearrange the upstairs? Cutty rearranged the entire upstairs of the living room, and every uh, day, well, Meryl walked up, and she said, this is so amazing. Last time I was there, the, the oven door wouldn't work. It sounds like I'm, we're the heroes. We're not heroes. We're just donkeys, okay? We're we donkey rust makers. we donkey, and then the, 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 the oven wouldn't work. I think it was going to cost them $1,000 or $500. I said, let me have a go. And we took the oven off. We dismantled it. Meryl had a heart attack. We, got the, we ordered the parts. Amazon, they arrived. Or not Amazon. <laughs> they all arrived. We fixed the thing. It's three years later, I said, is it still working? She said, it's still working. You want to be a blessing, amen? You can fix stoves. You can hang doors. You can build churches in Lesotho. Just be a blessing, man. You will be a blessing. Are you a blessing? Are you a blessing to Red Point? Are you a blessing to South City? Yes. Are you a blessing to Red Point? Have you moved a chair? No, not me. I don't move chairs. Are you a blessing with your finances? Are you a blessing with your words? Lord, give me your blessing. Why? So that I can be a blessing. 
You see, when you sit under the blessing of Abraham, this guy changes the world. From him, Messiah would come. Genesis 12, brothers and sisters, can change your mindset. I, I said something which I, re, I kind of regret. I, when I was in America, I said, yo, when, before America, I, I said, actually, staying at this, it's like Skocham where we stayed. So it's, it's like Skocham. I think Skocham in some ways is better, just like Skocham. I won't tell you what it cost to stay there for five days because I ran out very weak. Do you know what one brother did who had got a church that's battling? He said, I'll pick up your, your accommodation. It was like $1,000. And I'm still embarrassed, and I'm, I still want to pay it back. But, but you see, this man said, and he doesn't have much. He says, I'll put it in. So what's the idea? Watch the river come through him as he continues to give. You will be a blessing. Lord, make me into a blessing. Prophetic words, blessing to my life group leader, blessing to my church. I want Kati to be the most loved woman I know. Can I repeat that? Husbands, are you listening? My wife should be the most loved woman I know. There shouldn't be anybody that's loved more than Kati. So too for your wife. Your wife should be the most loved woman you know. Where do you get that from, Nick? I get it from the scriptures. Husbands, love your wives like Jesus loved the church. Oh, heck, that's quite something. So I'm learning to love Kati again and more. And sometimes she says, okay, enough. I said, I've just started, babe. Because I want, I want the love of God, the life of God. Amen? Can somebody give me an amen? Somebody, you, you, you see, if you want a blessing, say, Lord, but now I want to be a blessing. What can I do? I want to be a blessing. You will be a blessing. Fifth promise, another promise. Promise is coming. I will bless those who bless you. You are so precious to me, Abraham, that anyone who blesses you, it's like they're blessing me. Isn't that amazing? Melchizedek, I mean, I mean, Abraham just, give, he just gives him tithe, and Melchizedek prays for Abraham after the battle. I don't have time to go into it. Pharaoh, remember Pharaoh takes the wife because Abraham's making mistakes, and he's saying she's my sister, which she was. They had the same father, you know, but different mother. So Abraham and Sarah had the same papa. You know that. You know that, move. Abraham and Sarah had the same father, different mother. So when he said to Pharaoh, this is my sister because he's a hostile people, actually there was trouble and God inflicted um, sores. But then Pharaoh began to bless Abraham. Um, Abimelech, the same later, God begins to bless Abimelech because he also did the same thing. Whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever blesses, we've got this, some heathen um, relatives who just bless us with accommodation and all that when we travel. And every time they, they're good to us, I just say, Lord, bless them. Whoever blesses you, Abraham, will be blessed. I will help you on your journey. Whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will curse. Tell Sarah not to worry. Because Sarah's thinking they're, 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 they're hostile tribes. They will attack us. So if you feel insecure in South Africa, if you feel that you've been held at gunpoint, that if you feel scared, if you've traumatized post-traumatic stress disorder, ask God. Get under Abraham's blessing because Abraham had to go vulnerably into a foreign Canaanite warring nation. And God says, whoever blesses you, I'll bless you. Whoever curses you or is horrible to you, I will curse. Don't worry, Abraham. I will look after you. Can we hear an amen? 
all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. Cultural evening tonight. What are we doing is we're doing different foods, poikis and rugais and curries and I don't know what, bangers and mash. Maybe Dave's going to bring bangers and mash. But, but whatever your cultural food is, what do we have? Uh, that, is it, is it uh, Taiwanese food? What do we have there? We had Thai food in America. We went to this old lady, Thai lady, in this little shop. And she made food for us, for Chris and I were there, and we got chatting to her. And then and we got home, I said, how unbelievably good is this Thai food? Tonight, in celebration of the cultures of all nations, all people under Jesus, we're going to eat together. We're going to taste a bit of stuff together. Amen. You might think, oh, but you know, we might have some chicken feet. You know, that might just stretch some of us. Or, or, or mapani worms or something. We might have some. We can eat some of that and experience the different cultures. Now, please come tonight, eh? All peoples of the earth will be blessed. All people. God, I want you to bless me. I want to sit under this halo of your blessing. And then Abraham begins to flow. Too many Christians are dams. Give me, give me, give me, give me. I, I want to say, Lord, thank you that you've given me Jesus. And if somebody gives me something, I'll say thank you. But I want it to. Life comes to me on its way to somebody else. Are you still there? All people on earth will be blessed through you. Ultimately, Jesus is coming, the Savior of the world. Emmanuel, God with us. Abraham, you know when you're going to put your son on the altar? I'm going to call you a bit later. Put your son on the altar. Lift the dagger. As you plunge it, I'll stop. I'll hold your hand and say, don't plunge. But you'll be the forerunner to the great Messiah. Abraham, believe God. And God says, you're righteous. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. All this is a picture of Jesus coming towards us. All peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. I've struggled with Russia, man. I've struggled. I've just thought, what's wrong with these people? Why are they smashing their neighbors? Well, God said to me, don't harden your heart against the Russian people. Even Vladimir, Putin, he needs the gospel. Who will go to Russia I don't want to go to Russia. I want to go to Ukraine. I want to go to the victim. But somebody needs to go to Russia. Somebody needs to go there and say, Jesus is the answer. Amen? All nations will be blessed. Eighth promise. So I've given you seven promises. Eighth promise. To your offspring I will give this land. New geography, new territory. Did you say offspring? <laughs> did you say offspring? What did Sarah do? She thought it was a joke. She laughed. She thought, God's just joking. He's playing games with me. He's teasing me. Did you laugh, Sarah? No, I didn't laugh. No, you didn't laugh. To your offspring. I'm going to give you offspring. I'm going to give you sons. I'm going to give you daughters. That's why you two ladies, part of your inheritance, Debbie and Alex, is to see that God, through you, you'll be remembered. The spiritual genealogy that you cared for young people. You sat with them. You loved them. You were with them. And I've got some sons. It was amazing to see Grants and Michelle there in America. We had sidecar donuts, 100 rand a donut. South Africa is good right now. Actually, he came as a young man. He's part of the, the, the son of this house. Amen. So we want to bless them in America. To your offspring, I will give this land. I'm coming to land. Genesis 12, the idea, brothers and sisters, that you take Genesis 12 and you sit under the canopy of God's promises and God's blessing. Too long, perhaps, 
has there been trouble? Too long, somebody said to us, we just can't stop fighting. No, she said, we just can't stop fighting. We just fight our cat and dog <laughs> under Abraham's blessing. Something's wrong, God. Uh, something's wrong. I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to lift my hands to you. Wifey, come. No, not, not now. Just, 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 just come. I'm going to lift my hands to you. We're going to call upon your name. This, this cannot continue. This is not the Abrahamic blessing. Would you give us unity? Would you give us peace? Would you give us shalom? Would you give us harmony? Can we love each other a bit more? You know how many people are struggling with church? And maybe you're here this morning because your church that you've come from is struggling. Brothers and sisters, church is church. Marriage is marriage. Oh, I've met the girl of my dreams. As the, uh, one guy said, you know, we, can we do some marriage counseling? You know what he said to me? He said, no, you don't understand, Nick. I said, what don't I understand? He says, we different. So I said, different? He says, yeah, we don't need marriage counseling. It's like I'm dying. I'm falling off my chair. I'm slipping. I'm saying, he says, no, we don't. We, we, we special. We don't, don't worry about your marriage counseling. Marriage is marriage. Church is church. Nations are nations. And we're all, we're all gutsing it out. We're rolling. There's highs and there's lows. There's struggles and there's joys. But we've all been fashioned and we want to be a blessing. Stay where God has put you. Amen? You know how many people are running to America now? I'm thinking, what? The interest rates have gone ballistic. Zechariah 8.20. Many people and the inhabitants of many cities will come. And the inhabitants of one city will go to another city and say, Come, let us go at once and entreat the Lord and seek him. This is the foreign Canaanite nations. I myself am going. And many people in powerful nations, not Israel, will come to Jerusalem to seek the Lord Almighty and to entreat him. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In those days, ten men from all the languages and nations will take firm hold of one Jew by the hem of his robe and say, let us go with you. We have heard that God is with you. I want Abraham's blessings that when we, wherever we go, they'll say, what is it about you? We live under the promises and under the blessings of Abraham. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. He, he finally responds. He goes. He's about 75 years old, and off he goes. Very casual. We just read the story, but they left. They left their kindred, they left their people, and they just went. And, they, and people said, where are you going? God. Who is God? The, the God of fertility. No, I think his name is Yahweh. Elohim. He's, he's, he, he spoke to us. He said we must go. We don't know your God, but we're going. And that step is for all of us. We live in the blessing of that. As I come to a close, Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarah, his nephew Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, he took the whole lot. He said, it's yours. Everything. Remember that sermon I preached? I put my best foot forward, but the other one stayed behind. Lord, I'll serve you kind of yeah, near. I'll serve you with my, but not with my this. They took everything and they served God. Take your house. We had 18 people sleep in our house. American came and said, did you have 18 now? Because my daughter was in your house. Did you have 18 people sleep there? I said, yeah. I said, where did they sleep? I said, I don't know. Tools, where did they sleep? All over. That's not our house. Take everything and give it. Amen. Verse 6. They traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Mohreh and Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Oh, help us, Lord. 
the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there, a bunch of stones. Verse 8, From there they went on toward the, the hills east of Bethel and pitched a tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and he called on the name of the Lord. So what he does is he's got some stones and he begins to, he begins to call Yahweh. He begins to call God. And so you know when you do that, when you go in the streets or the, and you begin to call out, God, or however he said it in, 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 in his Jewish language, people began to gather and say, what, 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 who are you? What are you doing? Oh, I'm praying. I'm praying. He didn't tell them everything that God was going to give them this name because they would have just dulled him there and then. But he, he just said, I'm, I'm calling upon God's name. People say, why, why are there young people in the church? Why does the church grow? In America, people said, how do you stay married? You know, how do you stay in ministry for 30 years? How do you keep coming to a prayer meeting? How do you keep reading your Bible? How do you stay married? They ask Cutty all the time, not me. And so, how? Uh, have you got a book to write? No, we just call upon the name of the Lord. If your business is struggling, sir, if your marriage is struggling, go home, go to your business, go home, go to the school, wherever you are, wherever there's stuff, and say, Lord, I call upon your name. Just call upon his name. I've walked through this time, the times when Red Point was wobbling, at times when there was leadership crisis. I had to come here and say, God, I call upon your name. No, what strategy? Let me read a book. No, I just call upon your name. What are you doing, Abraham? By calling upon the name, he was shafting God's life into Canaan. He, all he had to do was just stand. There's a couple of rocks. I know I should, he's a couple of rocks. And he said, I call upon your name. That's all God needed. Your son's on drugs. Your parents are getting divorced. You hooked in a bad habit. Don't say, well, because I'm hooked in a bad habit, I go and call, say, Lord, first of all, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I, forgive me for what I've done. But I call upon your name. Help me, God. The devil says, put your hands down. Because the moment you lift your hands and you call upon God, he comes. Remember the guy that was sinful? He said, I'm sinful. I'm a tax collector. I don't deserve. He looked at the ground. And the other guy said, I'm not like these tax collectors. I'm not a sinner. I give my tithes. I'm such a wonderful guy. God said, you know, that sinner, that broken man, he was justified. That's the gospel. That we call upon God's name. You might have a shopping addiction. You can't stop spending. Call upon the name of the Lord. How do I end this? He was bringing Jesus. As he left his, his kindred and he came to a foreign land, he was forerunning Jesus who would leave the courts of his father and come to earth. Amen? He was the one who would, who would be ultimately obedient. He was a mini-obedience of the ultimate obedience of Jesus. Be it to me according to your will. Genesis 12, 1-9. Are you living under the blessing of God? Am I living under the blessing of God? Please stand with me. Do you have a song, Maki, or you, you do? Oh, you've got a song. I know that song. I, I'm going to ask something different quickly, if, I, if you don't mind. Elders, with your good permission. Everybody that came out to the front earlier, everybody that came out to the front earlier, can you come back to where you were standing before? If you came out and worshipped earlier, just, just come back to, to where you stood before. Remember where you stood. Why don't you come there?
You're here, come here. If you were here, I'll get out your way. Where, where you stood before. I almost had this picture this morning while we were worshiping that, that God wanted to, to meet you where you were. <laughs> if you're out there and you, and you stood this morning and you, wherever you are, if you just, just go to where you were this morning. I had this sense in my heart. Get the people to go to where they were. I want to bless them. One of the things that you do as a child comes to a parent and says, um, mommy or daddy or you know um, can you I'm hungry I, 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 can you can you you know or I'm tired or, or I've got a wet nappy or what diaper God wants to bless you and so because you're worshippers I'm going to ask you to lift your hands with me if you're in the audience and you say I, I, I don't know if I've lived in the blessing of Abraham I've, re- I've reacted to the prosperity message can I say that God wants to bless you with the Abrahamic blessing with fruitfulness and abundance and nations and finance Abraham lived an incredibly blessed life his father all of us this this morning and the people that were here won't you come and light upon us with the blessings of Abraham the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and turn his face toward you and give you shalom. Lord, please, upon every member of the church, every, sorry, every person here this morning, I ask you for the Abrahamic blessing, finance, relational, marriage, spiritual, emotional, friendship, inclusion, gifts of the Spirit, preaching abilities healing abilities prophesying tongues discerning of tongues come with your fire upon us Lord we want to take this blessing out we want to be a blessing to all nations to all people would you, would you draw the, the life of God and, and long for the life of God we long for your presence we long Jesus for your spirit You said you would pour out your spirit upon all flesh, your sons and daughters. Would you pour out your spirit upon all people? Even the person here that's here this morning that doesn't even want to be here, that's struggling, that's angry, that's hurt. Bless them, Lord. Even those that have laughed you off like Sarah, just won't you bless them in the name of Jesus, I pray.